Welcome again to the Dad Pod Games Cast, a show where two and sometimes three dads get together and talk about games, stuff adjacent to games, dad stuff, and or just trying to do this hobby while getting older and having less time. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Owens, and as always, to my right, your virtual left, Eddie Rathke. Howdy. Eddie, how was your how was your Halloween? It was uh, so it was really cold here on Halloween, yeah. which definitely kept a lot of the trick or treaters away. So it was slightly uneventful. We bought one of those giant Costco bags of candy, and we, we did the still same have, thing. Yeah, yeah we Costco. still have tons of candy. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't because uh, my my oldest uh, has a just a, just an insatiable uh, sweet tooth. So. Uh, He's been just he's been going through it. Even though we had a yeah. lot left over, we don't have a lot left over as of uh, this morning. Uh, when yeah, I, looked. I think I think most kids are that way. But uh, my kids are younger than yours, so I set our oldest up with a. He can have two after dinner every day, yeah. and then we send him uh, one with lunch. Yeah, no, that's but, good. That's the that's probably the way to do it. Um, yeah, last yeah, as year they, as they get older, they just start like free. You know, it's YOLO, just free for all. <laughs> uh, well, last City. year, my wife, one night, she was just like, we got to get, we just, let's just get rid of this candy. Like, let him have as much as he wants. And then he was going just bonkers. Yeah. Like, running all over the place. And she's like, she was trying to, she was treating him like normal. Like, being right. like, why are you, why are you doing this? Like, why aren't you listening? And yeah, I was you, like. You, you cannot rationalize with a sugar hopped up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I was like, well, he's on a sugar <laughs> high right now. His. This is basically like meth for him. Oh, man. And, and you know, like, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but, like, I didn't used to be a believer in, like, dyes, like, especially, like, the red dyes, you know, setting kids off. But oh, yeah. um, I, both of my kids are very susceptible to really processed sugar and, uh, like, the, you know, the, the extremely, extremely uh, not found in nature colors of dye. Uh, yeah. like Skittles, uh, you know, Fruity Pebbles, like that kind of stuff, just like for whatever reason, you know, it's, it, it's like someone gave them like a double shot of espresso <laughs> and it's really quick too, like about as fast as, you know, like it takes for like sugar to get into your body. Like that's yeah. like, they're, you know, you know, zero to a hundred in that span of time. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, we just, we're not built to, uh, have this much sugar in our life no. you know <laughs> like, no, and and you know i i really think that uh man i i i'm not a food scientist uh but like i used yet. to eat <laughs> yet i mean i'm 42 that's my next uh career path uh just once we Joe rogan podcast and you'll become one oh that's all you have to do man like you just go on there uh just like say some things uh if you can get like joe rogan to like occasionally nod at it uh it becomes science it's weird yeah. i didn't realize that was like a path to science but i mean here we are it's the best one 2023 man fast track <laughs> fast track science but like i ate a lot of processed crap as a kid i think we probably mm. maybe we probably both did i know yeah. that like that was just kind of the way in the 80s and early 90s and uh man i like as a kid you know i had like i don't really think i had any allergies other than like walnuts and a couple things but like as i got older i kept developing more and more food allergies and i mm. i you know, correlation does not equal causation, but uh, I'm really starting to look back and look at, you know, my diet as a kid and think uh, maybe I was eating too much, uh, like, processed, like, crap, not enough, like, whole, like, grains and, like, fruits and, you know, things that, like, grow on the planet. Yeah. 
So we went to an allergist because uh, when my oldest was one and a half ish, this was during the pandemic. Um, he had an allergic reaction to pesto. He was loving the pesto. So he was just wow. gobbling it up. Yeah. And, uh, we rushed him to the urgency room and, um, you know, they, they have to monitor him for a while. Right. And in the pesto was walnuts and, um, pine nuts. Yeah. Yep. And so because it was the pandemic and you couldn't just like go see a doctor like normal, uh, yeah. we just assume they kind of just, they said, just assume that he has, you know, a tree nut allergy and don't give him any walnuts or pine nuts. And so we didn't. And then as things started to, um, I think after he turned three, so this was, I think last year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we brought him to an allergist to, uh, make sure just kind of like determine what his allergy actually was. Was it walnut? Was it pine nut? You know, figure it right. out. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's a long process in a, a funny way, but, uh, he didn't have any allergies as it turned out. He outgrew them. It happens with kids who are young. Right. Which is, but one, the, that's the way to do allergies is get, have them while you're young and then grow out of them <laughs> rather than yeah. get them when you're old and have just more and more, uh, well, get, get worse. So there's two things about it is like his first reaction wasn't that bad. And they said that can be normal. Uh, the next one could be life threatening, even if the first one was very mild. Whoa. Um, so that's kind of why they were like, you know, just, just treat it like poison for now. Yeah. So one, one thing the allergist said is, uh, he specifically um, said to avoid processed foods. He said processed foods uh, have a very strong, like, I don't know. I can't remember if he said, like, link, whatever it was, the like correlation, at least, sure. to uh, allergy development. So he's like, one of the first things he asked me when um, we went to him is he was like, does he eat a lot of, like, hot dogs and uh, deli meat? And I said no, because that was the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but Man, uh, i ate a and on the, yeah i ate a lot of hot dogs and deli yeah. meat as a kid but i think you know so processed meats hot dogs deli meat and then um yeah like candy processed food in general is just yeah it can i think that's why you have so many people who have severe allergies now whereas our parents generation had i mean allergies have been around forever but right they were way less frequent and the stuff wasn't as processed, you know, like, uh, well, yeah, exactly. like my, my parents, uh, where, where are your parents from? Uh, one is from Minnesota and one's from Northern Illinois. Okay. So my dad, uh, is originally from, uh, Maryland, but my mom is from, uh, Iowa and, uh, she grew up on a farm and like a lot of the stuff that they ate, like canned vegetables, like they would just, you know, can them themselves. Like they, yeah. it didn't have a whole... A thing where it's like tons of like extra sodium and all kinds of things like that added to it and it's just just looking at the diets uh, of uh, you know americans as uh, it trended through the 60s 70s and then into the 80s when you know you and i uh came into the world uh you know it was just like especially our parents because they were working all the time like it was just easier to get us something on the way home and feed us you know <laughs> yeah. like and and now that it turns out like maybe that wasn't great despite how good it seemed like it was at the time well it's also just the way that the uh food chain changed you know right. when when they were going to mcdonald's as kids it was actual just like food right you know <laughs> yeah now uh it's so heavily processed that uh it can you know a, a finished burger can be shipped across the country and that's fine right so it's it doesn't like have the, to be beef that was somewhat local 
Yeah, so like the the food itself has just changed a lot. So I think what in their minds they didn't think of like it's like oh this is just food and food is food, right? You know because yeah. why would you think differently? Yeah, I mean I, I I remember even whole grains weren't even a thing that anybody talked about until like I was old <laughs> enough to remember oh this is a thing people are talking about now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like the food chain uh, changed a lot. Like my dad, um, his family owned farms. He his his uh, personal family didn't, but like cousins and uncles and stuff. Sure. And um, some of them were in Iowa. And he sometimes we drive through Iowa even still, and he talks about how it's like you know now there are no fences when you drive through Iowa for like hours, and it's because right. they're all owned by the same industrial farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be there there were hundreds of fences, kind of demarcating whose land is whose, because there were tons of small farmers. Sure. And now they're all gone, and that yeah, has made the food supply uh, different. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, we're going to be seeing what whatever the ramifications are. You know, I'm I'm not qualified to say good or bad, but we're going to be seeing uh, results of all that uh, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, climate change is one of the adverse effects of it. Yeah, uh, it, but especially where you can't grow stuff anymore because it's the climate does not like support the crop it once did. I mean, yeah, it's just just simple things like that. The acidification of the soil, but we're not a we're not a science podcast. No. <laughs> uh, we we could do we could do that someday though. We could just because we're already uh, the the wheels are turning. If you re- dear listener remember last week uh, when we talked about uh, last time when we talked about uh, spooky things, uh, I have uh, begun my journey back into the House of Leaves, uh, taking copious Ooh. notes for the sole purpose of talking about it with Eddie. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today. Uh, it's going to be breezier. We're going to talk about short games and why yeah. we love why we love them. I think like one of the things about short games, um, I mean, I in theory love long games, especially when I started to come back to video games as an adult. I was like, oh yeah, give me that hundred fifty hour game. Um, right. And what I found out is that I actually don't like those games that much uh, for a number of reasons, but especially think- one. Maybe when it's like the right one, but yeah, yeah in general, true. as a as a rule. Yeah, I, no. I put bonkers amounts of hours into uh, Breath of the Wild, for example. Right. But, uh, and I should. played Final Fantasy VII Remake in like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, in general, I think I have a lot of issues with really long games. But especially once you become a parent and uh, your time is very limited right. in every way. Yeah, uh, we've talked about that too. Where games that respect your time just shoot up the list for us as a yeah. as parents. And it's like if someone says, "Hey, you should play this game," I'm like, "Uh." Often, honestly, the first thing I do is look up how long it takes to play. Yeah, same here. Well, I mean, I think uh, I do that like now as almost like a, a knee jerk reaction when I'm looking up something that I want to play. Like that. Yeah. Well, like if I look up on how long to beat, if it's too long, if like I don't know, my brain is wired and like, okay, this is what I want to do. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go through my stuff. Okay, how long is this gonna be? Nope, that's not right. It's too long. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to play that right now. Yeah, like if it's under ten hours, I'm like, that's pretty good. That means I can uh, probably play it over the course of a week or two. Right. Which, you know, someone listening to that is like a week or two. But you uh, mean like a day or two? Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I can do that over a weekend, even. But uh, yeah, if, but you got to man the kids. The, the, the stars have to align, man. Yeah. Uh, to to make a good weekend uh, where you get to just like play games and and hang out. Yeah. Basically, my wife has to be out of town. Um. <laughs> yeah, with the kid. Uh, yeah, with the kid. Because like, I mean, yeah. my kid, my kids, you know, and I love my kids. Like, I, I like, I love spending time with them. But like, you know, they're they 
they're not always going to want to just like sit and watch dad play a game. And if they are sitting and watching me play a game, like feeling bad, like we should probably be doing something else. Like I feel like our family time could be better like spent probably doing something else. Maybe. Probably true. But yeah, but I love when someone recommends me a game and I look it up and it's like two hours. I'm like, Ooh, I could play that tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it feels good. Like you look at it and, and and I think a lot of the games on the, we don't have a list today. I have a tentative list with just, just ones that I personally wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, they were ones that like when we were kicking around this idea of this episode, I'm like, I'm just going to write down all the ones I can think of off the top of my head that I'm pretty sure are short. Uh, this the ones I have here are by no means uh, exhaustive. It's just like when you think of a short game that you could play in like a night or a weekend, like what comes to mind? And uh, so, I, I mean, I have a I have some stuff written down, but I want to see what you what like what came to mind when you were like starting to compile your your potential list of things to talk about today. Um, well, I have a, a list here as well. And I, oh, um, nice. all of them are under five hours. Nice. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the limit of a short game. I'd say no. like 10, 10 hours is like a good, that, that's probably the top of where I would put a short game. Yeah. That, and then the funny thing that you mentioned that is, uh, like I said, when I was making my list, I wrote them all down. Then I went and checked how long to beat and, uh, the longest game that, uh, kind of sprang to head sprang to my head uh when i was thinking was uh was grapple dog and i guess that takes 9.5 hours which uh (laughs) i didn't realize because like when i play that that game it's just like fun and i'm like man this game's probably gonna be over pretty soon but it's a little bit longer yeah well one of the game one of the games i picked is uh both like under five hours and an infinite game so yeah (laughs) like uh what when you decide you're done with it is kind of more how it works yeah um well, do you want to just jump into some yeah, games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, what, what what was uh, is that the game you want to talk about like the most, or is that just the first one on your list? Um, neither. But we can talk about it because yeah, uh, yeah. it's Yo. it's a good one. Yeah, and let's just let's jump. People in are there. probably. I'm guessing people are familiar with this one, uh, which is Into the Breach. Oh yes, I love me in, some Into the Breach. Into the Breach is everything you've ever loved about a tactics RPG, just honed down to the barest most core elements and it Mm -hmm. is it is just amazing it's just Um, a very very finely distilled uh choose your thing that that is distilled that you enjoy uh and that's what it is of tactics games yeah it's a tactics game i guess it's technically like a roguelike because uh you it it, you just kind of keep playing it um i think a playthrough takes about two and a half hours from start to finish um, but you'll probably die a number of times before you're able to get to the end. I don't think I've actually ever gotten to the end, which is kind of funny. I've died a number of times. Um, friend of the show, uh, creator of graphics, Jake Scott, uh, loves this game also. And, uh, uh he's beaten it and, uh, man, he, lo- he and, and, and you give him a chance. He, he'll t- he'll talk about into the breach, uh, at, at length because it's real good. Yeah. And so, uh, I think for me, this is probably the most the most dad pod game uh, on my list because it's one of the first games I played after becoming a dad. Oh uh, yeah! And I was playing it in the middle of the night when my son would wake up screaming like a maniac, and uh, I was playing it on Switch so I could just walk around while I held him. Mm-hmm. And because it's a tactics game, not you know you can you don't have to like deal with uh, time sensitive stuff. Right. You know, you can set it down for three hours and pick it back up and nothing has changed. Yeah. Um, and, but it's also, uh, I don't know, it's, it's both 
it's not a breezy game, but it is a little bit. Like, to win, you have to think very tactically, but winning isn't uh, necessarily, like, the only point of fun in the game. Right. (laughs) Like, if you like tactics fighting, this is one of the best battle systems for it. I agree. Um, And I played it, yeah, a lot in the middle of the night with my son while he was very unhappy or just trying to get him to go back to sleep. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't think I've beaten it either. I think I've gotten close. Oh, are they, yeah, I mean, am, I, am I mistaken? Are the levels, like, are they islands? Is that what they are? Are they, are they, I'm trying so to remember, like, the areas. That, yeah, like, so there's an area that's, go. like, an island, and you'll play, um, like, three or four of them, like, little areas on the map as they come up. Um, it's a game of failure, so, like, so you are some kind of uh, mech fighters. You have a mech. You're fighting giant monsters. Yeah. And they are coming up through the breach, and they are just destroying everything. And that's basically all you need to know for the story, mm-hmm. such that there is Although a story. the story is kind of... It, it's kind of cool the way it's set up, because it makes yeah. sense. Uh, the the, the, uh, the roguelike aspects of it are weaved right into the to the narrative. Like, it ha- there's a yep. narrative purpose for uh, for the... For the for the roguelike elements, which is which I I, I really like when games yeah. do that, rather than just like okay restart just for <laughs> yeah a ru- like a run for the sake of having a run. Like I like it when it's worked in, and it, and I feel like so many games, especially since Into the Breach, have had like good reasons for it being uh, a, a new run. Yeah, and so like even when you fail, sometimes you're able to take stuff with you from that failure, which are right. sometimes um, better mechs, better characters who pilot the mechs, things like that, um, items. So um, the more you play it, the better equipped you're going to be to beat it. Um, but it's one of those games where, like, you're just going to fail a lot. And that's por- sort of the point. And it doesn't... So, like, if all you're doing is to play to win, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad time. Because uh, you're you're not going to win. Right. Um, I, I don't think I've played it a crazy amount. I've probably played it, like, 15 hours or something like that. And, yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever beaten the game. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about, like... That sounds about what I've also uh, put into it. Because... Uh, it's always just it's 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 got a very inviting feel where you always feel like you can go back to it whenever. Yeah. So you can just pick up and play. Takes it, you know, and you'll easily play for two hours because it's just a very addictive uh, game loop. And then, uh, yeah, you can set it down for three years and pick it up again and feel like nothing was lost. Have you played it recently? I have not, which is kind of why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I was like sitting there thinking, like, man, it might be time to to, to jump back in yeah. once more into the breach. Yeah, why not? Uh, as the as the famous the famous quote goes, no nah, man, that's a great. That, I think it's a really really good game. That uh, oddly enough, even uh, people I know that don't typically uh, gravitate toward tactics games have picked it up and enjoyed it. Um, yeah. which says a lot about the developer. Um, I can't remember the developer's name right off the top of my head because I'm completely blanking. They also did yeah. uh, FTL Faster Than Light, which is. Uh, Another roguelike, but completely different from <laughs> mech fighting. Yeah, but... I actually um, I listened to a an interview with them a long time ago. I think Jason Schreier even did it. This is I think before Triple Click, maybe I can't yeah, remember. Pro- probably. Um, and they talked about how like you know at first the game was more like a tactics RPG and it had like a really built out system, and sure. um, it wasn't fun. Yeah, that's... So they basically just started gutting the game and yeah. reduced it just to the core uh, combat. Yeah. And it is, it's a real fun game. That's, uh, that sounds uh, very similar to, um, to, to Dead Cells, uh, which started life uh, from, you know, the developer was basically making a tower defense game. Uh, and they found that like the tower defense stuff was not as fun 
as uh, you know the the Metroidvania aspects. Uh, also, <laughs> uh-huh. also a roguelike. Uh, and now, uh, really, I think there's only a number of like sub weapons in the game that are similar to what was like left from the uh, tower defense uh, stuff. That's funny. It's cool when that happens. Yeah, Dead Cells is awesome. Uh, I man, that's another game where you can, if you're really good at it, you can beat it in a couple hours. Uh, but if you're not, uh, I mean, it's as long as you want it to be. Uh, it's it's pretty hard. I wouldn't call it brutal or punishing. Um, I'm trying to decide. Like, I mean, there's there's no, I guess, right or wrong answers for our list. Uh, I didn't write it down because in my head I've put so much time into it that I couldn't really consider it short. Um, but it definitely also has that pick up and play aspect where, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what you want to do uh, and like what type of like build out or you know like loadout you're going to try to like go for, and like which paths you're going to take uh, through various levels. Because Dead Cells is set up in a way that you can't see all the levels in one playthrough. Uh, you're given choices. And so I, I think you would need probably at least two or three playthroughs to see most of the levels, depending like if you knew exactly where you were going, uh, which you're yeah. not going to, because number one, it, the, the levels are changing. Uh, and number two, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's tough. Like you got to figure out you got to figure out how enemies attack and things like that. But it's it's so good. It's got that really good, just nice crunchy game feel where the jumps and the attacks and everything are exactly the way that you want them to be in a Metroidvania. And so I recommend that game to anybody who like likes Castlevania games uh, and maybe wants to spice it up a little bit with uh, I don't know some 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 shifting uh, levels that are not the same. Interesting. Would you say it's more Castlevania E or Metroid E? Uh, more Castlevania E. I mean, because okay, so this is why I say that the the exploration in uh, Dead Cells is mostly be it's mostly exist for exploration purposes, also to find exits to different parts, like different levels, and it's you know it's changing. Where I feel like if you were to like randomize metroid uh for like the a main like uh you know entry in the series it wouldn't work because like the placement of items is very much like it's important that they are where they are right and not and not shifted around and where dead cells it doesn't matter because you're it's sort of like i'm gonna pick uh, you can play it as like i'm gonna pick up and use what i find uh i'm just gonna go the first exit i find is gonna be the one i take uh, I'm not gonna because you can you can explore and open up every inch of the each each map, and then you're like, okay, these are my two options for the levels. Do I want to go you know to the sewers or do I want to go to the promenade? And so you can pick either one, knowing that there's going to be different like enemies, different bosses, potentially different weapons. Hmm. Um, so it's very very good. Uh, and then they did a they actually did an officially licensed Castlevania DLC, which uh, our uh, uh, third. Uh, co-host Rick uh, also uh, he will he will vouch for is is very 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 good um, man that's some good DLC uh, right there <laughs> is the is the is the Castlevania Dead Cells um, if you haven't played it you should play it uh, I think yeah, you'd like I it I've uh, I've been meaning to I think mostly from your influence you've talked about it a lot I I man, it's one of those games that like I can't not talk about it always comes back I wasn't even right. gonna talk about it today and here and here we are uh, minutes in uh, and that, that, you know, <laughs> that's the first game I'm talking about is Dead Cells play it it's that's good funny. <laughs> so uh, another another game what do you what, what's your, what's your next game that you might want to so talk about the game for a minute? I actually first wanted to talk about uh, when I proposed this episode is a game that I feel like has kind of been forgotten 
but um, it's one of my favorites, and I think it takes about two hours to play. It's called Thomas Was Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike Bithell. Yeah, do you ever Bithel, you play Bithel that Studios. game? Um, it, oddly enough, I have bought that game uh, on PlayStation, and then I bought it on the PlayStation Vita, and then I bought it on the Switch. I think I have it on <laughs> PC, and I still haven't played it. What? Yeah, because oh, I'm like, it's oh so man, good. like, because I I really like Mike Bethel. I like the games that he makes, uh, and so I keep going back uh, and getting it. And I'm like, I'm gonna get to this game one of these days. Yeah. So you play um, as polygons. So you are sometimes a square, sometimes a rectangle, and you're different colors. And the crazy thing about this, it's basically just a puzzle platformer. It's uh, it's not a difficult game. But the reason it sticks with me and the reason it sticks with a lot of people and will probably stick with you, you, the listener, and you, Joe, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. is because it tells a shockingly, emotionally solid narrative in its two hours. Nice. And remember, your characters are polygons. 2D, okay. <laughs> 2D shapes Yeah, that are different colors. Um, the uh, narration won a BAFTA even. Uh, so Mike, Mike Bethel is incredibly talented. Uh, I, I, he has no stake uh, in this show. Um, I'm not <laughs> being paid by Mike Bethel, but uh, the stuff that he is uh, that he has put out is uh, it, it, another one of his is subsurface circular um, that I have not gotten very far into, but I really enjoy. And John Wick Hex. Uh, hmm. These are such wildly different games, and it seems like he's get he has these ideas. Uh, wants to approach you know a certain thing in a way that nobody else has and then somehow knocks it out of the park each time uh and so that's why i've always known that i would probably like thomas was alone if i ever just sat down and played it yeah it's awesome it's um it's such a pleasant game to play and it has like such nice music um for a long time i would just listen to the soundtrack because it's uh it's pretty good and it's the the soundtrack's only like an hour and uh it's just it's still i played it let's see in 2012 so over 10 years ago and i haven't played it since but i still remember just like the feeling of playing it really well and it's one of those games where you know i didn't i didn't have kids i wasn't even married and i just played it in an afternoon and i was like man this game's so good that was a good video game it's real good yeah have you have you ever played uh journey on the playstation yeah um i think that one is another good one that's not the one yeah. i was going to talk about but i guess we're going to talk about it right now because yeah, it just came it's on, it came to mind it's on my list too it's one and of the I'd first like, games that i played when i kind of came back to gaming too it's uh you know i think it was one of the first i played it right after uh grad school too um maybe that says maybe there's something to that uh, uh games that like uh, these experiences that make you feel like you're coming home again because that's what it did yeah. like it gave me that feeling that i had not had uh, since like before my my game's hiatus, um, right? And and I think that game only takes like two hours. Also, uh, I, yeah, it's it's pretty fast. It's I mean it, you can you can take longer. Uh, I think if you just want to kind of just like vibe and ex- like explore areas uh, more. Um, I'm not gonna say anything that's like revolutionary uh, about Journey. Journey is one of like the most celebrated uh, like video games as potential art of all time yeah like like no one needs me to like tell you how good it is but like i think what we can tell you is how it makes you feel to play and there is a sense of wonder and uh discovery that you don't get very often uh with you know most 
with most media even um in yeah. this game sort of like you know the the biggest reason i played it is just because i just kept reading reviews that kept saying it was good but then i played it and it like emotionally resonates and like it was one of the, too yeah yeah there's no there's no dialogue uh i think there's gestures because occasionally when you're playing uh, i don't know how the online servers work now but like you could be playing when others are playing and they can even like sort of help you or guide you yeah you kind uh, of end up playing together the yeah wordlessly. the first time i played it i think i was i ran into a few people but didn't really play it with them but the second time i played it um i played most of the game with some other person right there beside me it was uh it was really interesting yeah and it ended up being because of that the first game that i showed my wife uh when she first came to visit me in minnesota yeah it's man like i don't even know how to explain it it's also one of those games that you know when you finish it you just kind of i i just kind of sat there for a little bit just kind of like yeah. sitting with the way uh that it played out um one I of the know. best scores in video game history too it's oh, just yeah super yeah. cello based and uh man it gets i'm a sucker for and... strings uh, yeah, i'm a sucker for strings so when them. when you got like a real good uh, score that has real good strings like i'm gonna already i'm gonna be there you know yep i'm gonna be listening yeah. to it i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be pulling it up uh when i, I can't decide what i want to listen to or maybe when i'm writing uh man the journey is just uh it's how to describe it light puzzle exploration uh it's very focused too because again we're yeah. talking we're talking 2 hours where you have a goal you're you're never not like trying to achieve that goal like even the exploration that you might do off to the side that might take you a little longer is still in service to the goal of you yeah. know getting getting to the end and it's just like yeah. masterfully done yeah it is a uh, it's beautiful it's great um there, like you said, there's there's kind of like nothing that needs to be said about Journey, but there's also there's no way to talk too little about Journey. Like it's a, right. it's just it's so great. You could we could talk for the rest of the time probably about just some of the weird yeah. little cool aspects of Journey. Um, and like because there's no dialogue or like text boxes, like things are happening. Like I don't know about you, but like I, I kept noticing like sometimes my star- my scarf was getting longer, and I was like, what's yeah. happening? Like why is my scarf getting longer? But like. You don't have to like I forget what that means mechanically. Um, yeah, is it like something with like the gliding? Maybe I, the only thing I know is like you remember. you don't have to wait long to find out. Like the game yeah. is like, hey, <laughs> this is basically like like you're able to like put these like two and two together, and it's never explicitly stated, but yeah. like you you figure it out and like everybody plays and figures it out. Like it yeah. is just like it's just I don't know. It's so cool. Uh, not many things have like topped it as far as like. You know, we talk we talked a lot about like the atmosphere in Metroid, but Journey has a, a completely different atmosphere. It's going for a completely yeah. different vibe, but I feel like it nails it every bit as well as Metroid nails like its vibe and atmosphere. Oh, absolutely! I would say the only game that I've played that reminds me of it is a game that I played earlier this year called Gris. Or Gris, oh, I was, I was just about are. to ask you if you had played that okay. because <laughs> that was where uh, I was uh, thinking uh, yeah. along the lines of like I was like, this is like you know to like side scrolling journey yeah in, in a way you know, uh, like... yeah i'd say it's it's right in that same realm it feels uh similar but is also different enough that like um you're not playing one is not going to be like oh this is exactly like the other game so why do i need to play it it's like right. they're both they're, they're even different genres which is uh yeah you know 
but they but the, but the but it's hitting the same the same emotional notes yeah um also a 10 out of 10 score uh the the, the score in that game is incredible yeah um like man i feel like i feel like gris and journey are two games that like are just like perfect like compliments to each other to like talk about in the same breath yeah because i i i haven't really played anything else like either of them you know and the only thing like you said is that when you're playing when you know you sit down to play gris you're like this is like given huge journey vibes not in the way that it's presented but in the the tone and the atmosphere and even kind of like the free-flowing way that movement is like um, mm-hmm. i would say they both have sort of like uh gentle movement which might mean yes. something misleading to you hearing this if you've never played these games but once you've played them You'll know exactly what I mean by yeah, yeah. It's you'll like you'll a get gentle it. movement. Yeah, because like it's uh, it's like very, there's a lot of graceful movement in in both games, especially in yeah. Gris. Um, you you feel like uh, like a very like fragile like ballet dancer, not in the sense that you know you'll like, you know, one hit and you'll be dead kind of thing, but like that that the 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 balance of the movement matters. Like it's yeah. got uh, uh you I know, we talk for- about the well, go ahead. I was gonna say I think fragility is a good way to say that. Like I just think about like, man, I, the the artwork in Gris is so good. Like as soon as yeah. you say it, I think of certain things. It's usually the protagonist like with her eyes closed, and then there's this like the one hand of that one statue that's kind of like <laughs> almost like offering, you know? Yeah. Uh, like the 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 artwork is striking. Um, yeah. And I I can't remember. I can't remember if the people that made Gris like set out to like make something extremely like arty or if it just kind of like came out that way because like um, sometimes it comes off as pretentious like david sure. cage pretentious when you're like trying to be like <laughs> art house you know yeah. nouveau type you know type of you know, avant-garde I think, <laughs> yeah i i have no idea but uh you can definitely see the elements of journey in it like there's no way like if they did an interview and they're like oh we never even played journey I'd be like you guys right. are lying so hard but that doesn't that's not a bad thing you know no no being, not at all being influenced by one of the most beautiful games of the last you know 15 20 years is a how could it not have a huge influence right um, and i i really love the that social interaction through journey um yeah it was such a an especially a novel thing at that point now with right. like uh souls games it's become much more uh normal ish mm-hmm. Still, yeah. still not that normal, but normal-ish, where it's like you're sharing a world with people, right? But back then, um, you know, this was like the beginning of PS3. It was pretty, yeah. pretty novel for the time. It was, uh, it was just, it was refreshing too, because it wasn't like uh, shooting people. It, 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 well, yeah, that. Well, <laughs> of course that you know, but it, it like, man, I've always been uh, typically more interested in uh, single-player experiences. Yeah. Uh, because I just feel like I play games like differently, not necessarily bad, but like the way that, like the pacing and everything that I do just feels different than most. And so like, I, I, I prefer it as usually solo experiences, but then what happens in journey is like not intrusive at all. Right. It's like, it feels like it, it feels like it could be an AI created character that, that was intentionally put there, which is like the least intrusive thing, uh, typically. Let's just play in like Secret of Mana, where your AI companions uh, are just the worst AI. <laughs> uh, Secret yeah, of I Mana mean, almost... begs to be begs to be played in three player mode, so that you don't have to have any AI characters. 
Oh, that's funny. It's but yeah, journey. It, it almost feels like you're interacting with a ghost. Um, yeah, which yeah, which that's is a really good way of putting it. It's 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 a, it's cool. I, I like it a lot. Um, um, yeah. Another game that is, I would say, similar in uh, aim, maybe, in that it's like a game as art or art as game. Yeah. Is, uh, did, did you ever play Goragoa? No, that's another game that I bought because it looked so cool. Like it was like the 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 art style that I saw from just like you know gifs and or uh like screenshots or just like very short clips. I was like this looks awesome. Yeah, it's a it's it's probably like a 2-hour game as well. Okay. And it's all it's just a puzzle game, different puzzles, very different uh very different puzzles, very different ways to solve them. Um some of them are pretty difficult, difficult enough that you might be stumped for like 10 minutes, but uh, uh I'm dumb and I played it without a walkthrough. So you uh, can probably and, do it too. <laughs> and here's the thing, like I, I'm not opposed to walkthroughs at all, especially as I've gotten older. Um yeah. this is like something I was explaining to a friend of mine uh recently that um like like I respect my time also. Like I'm just not going to beat my head against something that I know is probably simple. In, in nine times out of 10 it is it is simple. It's something typically I've overlooked. Um yeah. I'm like, "Oh god, that makes sense." Okay. But like I don't want I don't want to sit there and do that anymore. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like I just I just don't have as much time to play. Like I just, I wish I did. Uh, but like, man, you just like for anyone listening, just if, if you ever decide to have kids and then like, uh, you're going to like deal with things <laughs> that you never realized. One of which is like guilt about free time. Like you're going to always, not always, not always. You're going to often feel like I could be, I wish I, I could be doing something better with my free time, something more productive yeah. like with, like with my family. Um, which is not a thing you think about at all when you're single and just, just vibing on your own. <laughs> and so like walkthroughs have really become my friends. Like, it's funny how many like game facts I never saw back in the day. Cause like yeah. I was stubborn and just beating my head against things until I figured it out. And then now it's just like, oh man, this game facts from 1999 sure was legit, huh? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, like totally helped me out here. Thank you. Also for the women in the crowd who are potentially mothers are going to be mothers uh brain fog is a real thing yeah. during pregnancy and post-pregnancy my wife is a very smart person and uh there are times when her ability to solve a problem became so severely reduced both during and after pregnancy yeah that uh it was it was kind of funny yeah my wife called it, <laughs> always called it pregnancy brain uh yeah because it's like, real <laughs> she's like i just can't i just can't do it like it's too much like yeah, I'm sorry. Well, like <laughs> all those all those resources are going to the baby instead of yep. your brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's uh yeah, like so don't feel bad. Uh and yeah, man, especially if, yeah. Because like, you know, the the lack of sleep and all that, you know, it's nice that we do have like portable devices and stuff that like we can like, you know, still like play some games and like do some free time cuz like your son or your daughter is not going to remember the time that they were one um and you were like, you know, playing gris on your switch while they were like basically trying to fall asleep like they're just not gonna remember that however uh uh, my oldest was recounting us a tale of uh when we went to the uh fire station uh a long time ago and the interesting thing was he was two and a half when we went and he's like recalling uh details that like i had forgotten yeah. Like he he wanted to go down the fire pole, but obviously you can't go down the fire pole because you're not a fireman and like things like that. And he remembered these. He remembers like using the bathroom there. 
because like he had to go to the bathroom. So like we used, <laughs> and I'm like, how did you? How you were two and a half? I never had yeah. memories. Like, even when I was little, I didn't have memories of two and a half. Like five is the earliest I can go back. And so, yeah, me uh, too. My brain kid, is a pad. That that kid. Uh, well, what he shows us is he will never ever be able to rely on like the excuse of oh I forgot. Uh, because apparently, uh, much like, you know, Tim Rogers, uh, my, my oldest does not really forget. Um, yeah, my, my grandma actually had that same, uh, she had photographic memory and, uh, it was a weird kind of curse. Um, she would mostly just tell really boring, long stories about like the most random experiences. She's given you the details as she remembered them, which are literally all the details. Yeah. She'd be going through the grocery store. Or telling us the story of going to the grocery store and like recounting the price of different items. And I was just like, Grandma, you're going to make me just explode here. Yeah, please, <laughs> like, please, for, for the love of all that's good. Remember something better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but like, like yeah, my, my, my son remembers all kinds of stuff. Uh, the funny thing is his younger brother uh, does try to play the um, I didn't remember or I've got a bad memory card. And because, you know, his memory is just like not as good as his brother's. So he tries to play it. But uh, that kid, when you don't think he's paying attention, is always listening. And it, like he will, <laughs> he will tell you stuff like from a thing when you're like, I didn't even think you were listening, you know. And so, uh, so he can't really play that card either. Um, it's funny. It's yeah. uh, man, you know, kids are weird, yo. That's yeah. It's funny. <laughs> what, it's funny what they'll remember. They'll just like, like um, our zoo has a pumpkin walk, so there's like you know thousands and thousands of jack o' lanterns. Um, and we brought my son uh, two years ago, so he was like two and a half. Um, and then we didn't bring him last year, but this year he couldn't, like, just randomly, a month before uh, Halloween, he's like, I want to do the pumpkin walk this year. And I was like, how do you even remember that? Yeah, how do you know what a pumpkin walk is? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, And so we went. It was fun, but yeah, they just, they'll remember the most specific thing in the yeah. world. And you're just like, I, I have no idea if this is true. Yeah, but it sounds like you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, like I, we started learning to trust uh, my oldest when he would tell us like details. It's because like he would literally be right like like ninety percent of the time or more. Like so. That's funny. Um. But anyway, short games. Another one I wanted to mention. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten to this one yet. Uh, but you will like this. I know that you will like this, especially uh, oddly enough, because you know of your fondness for uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, it's going to sound weird when I say this, uh, but a short hike, uh, single, single developer with, with friends, basically Adam Robinson, you main designer, uh, man, this game sure feels like it was not made by one person. Uh, it's, (laughs) it's roughly two hours. Although I I think I was listening to a podcast once and someone's like, yeah, I think my first playthrough, I beat it in 48 minutes because you can just kind of mainline it and skip, skip lots of stuff. Uh, and it's weird because the game never makes you feel bad for how much time you decide to put into it, which I love because, again, it's respecting your time. Now, I'm not saying that this is not a a case of like uh, something like Hades or uh, Dead Cells where you can put as much time as you want because it's always changing and there's different things and, you know, you know, you can spend hundreds of hours. Um, I don't think you could get much, much more than six to eight hours, depending on how slowly you like do things just because it's limited, but it's limited in a really like fantastic way. Like it's like the perfect size. Like yeah. I don't like throwing around superlatives a, a lot. Like, like if I say something's like 
perfect, that means like I legitimately believe like I would have added or subtracted nothing to how it was done. And that's how I feel about this. Um, it's got a very plucky vibe. It's very pleasant. There's a lot of Animal Crossing vibes, but it's not, you're not building a city. Um, a lot of people will like, obviously for, for, you know, it's even got the Animal Crossing burp, 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 voices, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, which I could take or leave. That's not that's not important. Um, a, a much closer companion. I don't know if you've played this or not. It's called Cozy Grove. Um, it started off as like a tablet and phone game, and now you can play it on Switch. Uh, it's it's much. My friend more... was just telling us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's good. It's it's real good. Uh, and, and I think that's closer. Although you know the visuals are much different. The short hike's got kind of like this cell shading meets like a uh, pixelated vibe um and i th- it's very it's it's i don't know i wouldn't change that either i wouldn't change anything about like the art direction it's so cheery you're this like young bird named claire uh uh-huh. who like starts off uh the game in this i actually can't remember what the town is called like this little mountain island town um you're kind of like chilling with your aunt may and you want to uh, get, you need cell reception, right? Because like at the bottom of the mountain, you have like no reception, and if you uh-huh. live in mountain areas, like even places that are real touristy, like Estes Park, man, there's some places that are just a black hole for cell signals in places like that. Yeah. And so she's like, "Well, if you want to do that, you got to climb the mountain. You got to get to the top because that's basically the only place we got like good cell signal." That's so funny. yeah, hike the trail. You go up and up and up and find cell service. Have a great time. The end. But uh, there's so much more than just that. Like you can do that. You can knock that out in 45, you know, minutes to an hour. Um, but like it's you would be doing yourself a disservice because it's just so pleasant. Like just vibe around the town, you know, you like you just like walk around, you can like help people. Uh <laughs> there's this part where you're collecting seashells for this uh other character, which is hilarious. Uh I'm not I, I'm gonna spoil it because it's right at the beginning, it's not really a spoiler. Um, but when you collect all 15 seashells, you, you know, give them to the person and you're like, okay, so, uh, is, is that it? Like, or are we done? <laughs> you don't, you don't have like anything to give me. I'm like, why would I, I never said that. I just said I needed 15 seashells, you know? That's <laughs> like, funny. like, what do you, I, I didn't promise you anything. It's very, yeah. very, it's very, very charming. Uh, I think some games like, um, they kind of, you know, like some books teach you how to read them. And some yeah. games teach you how to play them. Um, and some Journey games, is, it's just Journey like, is absolutely one of the games that teach you how to play them. Yeah, well, so, I, I, so this is what I was going to say, is like, uh, I think some games, you just look at them and you know how you're supposed to play them. And I think Journey is right. more like that. Like Mario's, Mario and games like that teach you how to play them. Journey, yeah. just like from the first moment, you're like, okay, this isn't a win condition game. It's not get to the end of the level. It's right. like, you are, you're here in this beautiful world. Like, um... There's a game. Did you ever play Abzu? Um, I have started Abzu, but I've never finished it. Okay, so uh, I just remembered Abzu. Abzu is actually probably the most similar to Journey game that I can think of, except that you're underwater instead of in the desert. What about Gris? Um, how, how does it compare to Gris? Gris's relationship to Journey? I'd say they're all like in the same thing. I just okay. mean like the way that it's similar to Journey is that it's also 3D and you're okay. more like oh, maneuvering through uh, environments, whereas Gris is a platformer. Yeah, in my, uh, I don't know why in my head I was thinking that Abzu was 2D because I haven't played it since like launch, but no, I'm, I'm, I got to be wrong on that one. Yeah, I'm, you're like a, you're like a, what do you call him, a scuba diver? Scuba diver, yeah. And you're just, you're just swimming around, seeing cool stuff. 
Um, and it also is like a two hour game. It's pretty fast. Um, I don't think it has the same kind of like connectivity that uh, journey has, but like it feels there, there are moments in the game where you're just kind of like blown away. You're like, wow, this is, this is a cool moment. And it's nice to just inhabit this coolness, you yeah. know, <laughs> or and this that, cuteness or like this, whatever it's like, yeah, games like journey. Yeah. Co- Cozy Grove for sure. Uh, although I don't know how long that is. Cause I've only played it for just like, I don't know, like two hours. And I played it like with my kids. Like we're just like yeah. helping these ghosts out on this island. Cause you're like, a, you're like a, basically like a cub scout who's helping these ghosts out, like do some things. Cause like, you know, I don't, I can't remember if like they don't know that they're ghosts or if they're just like unsettled because they had like unfinished business and the unfinished business is not like revenge. It's like, Oh, I misplaced my compass or some, some garbage like that, you know? And so uh-huh. you're just like, you're just like helping ghosts and vibing out. Um, a short hike is like you're just helping these townspeople you're just like hanging out you know like to this like great like lo-fi soundtrack um there's a fishing mini game because of course there is like but it's like it's like a good one you know um the writing is super nice like you just like want to talk to people like this game is like yeah have you you know when we talked about last time when games like think they're too clever for you um, sometimes you have this writing that is sort of self-aware and that's like i know i'm like good writing and then it's like it goes from that to being like i'm trying i'm like trying too hard to be like snappy and like everyone is just like fun to listen to like there's like i can't think of any off the top of my head because my you know brain is broken but like i remember lots of tv shows that like i would sit down and like not pay attention to what was on and like i would just kind of get into it because the dialogue was so good and like everybody Uh was just like had this great chemistry and that's how like a short hike is it's like how do i even how do i even explain it like it's got these elements of like, uh, like the, your stamina is related to these things called golden feathers and like you can climb and like fly and like all of it's related. And like, there's 20 golden feathers, I think, but you don't need them all. I think you need like maybe 10 to beat it. Um, mm. and so it's just like, there's extra stuff. Like mo- the, it's, it's always giving you incentive to go do stuff, but it's not saying, Hey, if you don't do this stuff, uh, you know, you didn't have a complete experience. Um, and I don't know, man, do you, do you like feeling like good? Do you just like feel like feeling positive about stuff? If if like yeah. you like that and you like playing games, you should play a short hike like that. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's definitely on my list now. Um, I, I looked up how long to beat Cozy Grove. Uh, Sixty nine hours. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, so not not short. Oh, I yeah. remember why. I know why because you can't do everything all at once. Like the uh, at least in the beginning, I don't know if they've changed it. Uh, I just oh, remember like Animal this. Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Like it would like it basically lets you do like X amount of things and then you got to like come back tomorrow, but not like. Like, I think that I feel like the clocks were synced to like satellite times. So you couldn't like cheat sure, it like you yeah. could on a switch. And but there's no point to do it in, in Cozy Grove other than to just play more. But they, I think the, the, the idea was like it wanted to like respect your time as like a pickup, do some cool stuff, put it down kind of thing. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so that's I always, why I think it takes that long. Yeah, I always assumed Cozy Grove was more like Stardew Valley where it's like, uh, you know, it, it has a set limit, but also you can play it forever. I mean, there are people who have played. 500 hours of stardew valley you can oh i bet there's thousands of our players out there yeah if you've played exactly. it for thousands of hours let us know because we would like to tip our tip our hats because that's that's some good I dedication have, i have some questions yeah. but <laughs> so those come we're, after we're, the hat tip we're getting to the hour time limit so i think yeah. what we should do is um say a few of our games that we wanted to say but didn't get to and then yeah. talk about one final game each. okay um so my list was here's my list i'm just gonna read my list and then we can we can pick one or we can skip them and just go to your list my list was short hike uh ape out doki doki literature club 
Gato Robato, if you like Metroidvanias, uh, that are more Metroid-focused. Uh, Gato Robato is your your jam. Grapple Dog, uh, Hunt Down, which, man, that sure feels like an, a really, really good 16-bit game with all the 16-bit vibes that you remember from the 90s. Um, Infernax, and then both uh, Inside and Limbo. I wanted to mention both of those, although I prefer Inside. Okay, so I um, Inside and Limbo were also on mine. Um, yes. I think I think we should do maybe a full episode on those ones. Yeah, I want to do them both together, though. Yeah, uh, I that, think that, that makes sense. Like, I, I put them... The reason I mentioned them last is because I, I wanted to mention but not talk about them because... <laughs> Like I play Limbo was a game where you know uh, not in the similar vein, but sort of in the similar vein to Journey, where I ended and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, uh, that was that was Inside for me, and, and Limbo was very very similar. But like I thought Inside did it even better personally. Yeah, but Inside. I, I mean, it's the same developer. I think Inside yeah. is sort of a refinement on what Limbo did. Yeah. Okay. Um, Re- the rest of your list. Let's go. So the ones I didn't mention that I have listed here are Unfinished Swan, which is a uh, also, I played it around the same time as Journey. It's not that yeah. much like Journey. It's it's actually more like Thomas was alone in some okay. ways. Okay. Um, the Stanley Parable, which is a, it's like a goofy, funny. Oh, dude, short I game. love that game, and my son loves it so much. My oldest that he like on his uh, YouTube channel that has thirty seven uh, subscribers. Uh, he makes Stanley Parable videos. Uh, so oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Stanley Parable. And then rules. Uh, my final game that I didn't get to which I'm trying to convince Joe to play and do an episode on in the future is to the moon. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I downloaded it uh, to my steam deck because I already owned it. I was going to buy it again on switch, but number one, I'm l- running low on switch storage space. And number two, I already owned it. So um, <laughs> I, I am no stranger to double dipping. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, I was like, ah, it's here. Let's, let's, let's roll. So I'm going to try to do that. Our, our hope is to maybe do to the moon as the next episode. I'm going to see how my, my schedule goes for the next week. I know it's short. Would you yeah, say same. like four hours? Four, but I, I also want us to... So I've played To the Moon before, also like 10 years ago. Okay. And I want us to play the sequels along with it, which I feel like are another four hours. Yeah. So here's um, here's my plan. This is we'll what see. I was thinking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely get through To the Moon, but then I'm going to try to get through as much of the sequels as possible. So I was just going to say, go ahead and replay the sequels on your end. And then if I can't like add to that... Uh, uh, again, I'm pretty immune to spoilers, so yeah. uh, you can you can talk about them and we can make an episode. Well, I've never played the sequels, and I'm going to replay To the Moon because it's been so long, and I think it's probably just worth replaying because it's a, it's a really beautiful game. Uh, p- possibly the most well-known RPG maker game of all time. Yeah, I've... I've... Uh, I would say that's probably that's probably fair. It's in the conversation. If it's not number one, it's in the conversation for number yeah, one. Yeah, I think it's definitely the most successful financially anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a great game. I think it takes, yeah, like four-ish hours, maybe yeah. less. Um, and despite being made with RPG Maker, uh, it's not really an RPG. Um, it's more like you're watching a movie. Yeah. Uh, which uh, so in a sense, like a maybe like a pixelated visual novel sort of. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's the right way to think of it. I think so. There's to the moon. Then there's a game called A Bird Story, which is like an hour long. I don't know anything about it. And then I guess a sequel just came out in the last few years called Finding Paradise. And so all I'm right. gonna try to play all of them. If we don't make it through all of them, we can just we can do a to the moon episode maybe. Yeah. And yeah. Then, well, at least maybe. And I think I think we can get through that in at least the sequel. So. That, yeah. Look look forward to that possibly next time if it's uh, 
if the next title of the next podcast is something different, you know that we've failed. Uh, but that <laughs> the episode will be coming within the next two, I would say. Yeah. And then Inside right. in Limbo, y'all got to look out for that because uh, uh, maybe that'll be after To the Moon because that yeah, would be... I would, I'd, I would say if we don't get to To the Moon, if we don't get through it, um, I think we could probably talk about Inside in Limbo right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have I want to play I want to replay both though. Yeah. Just because uh it's been a minute and they're real good. They deserve they deserve a fresh set of eyes. That's true. Not that uh what, what, like uh you know I've I've like I said with Doki Doki, I didn't want to like refresh myself. Uh I do want to refresh myself on these. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's all I got, man. Like I want to keep this one under an hour cuz it's a short game and it would sure the short game episode and it'd sure be a shame to go over an hour on the short game episode. Uh, Our longest episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> we could, man, we could have though if we wanted to keep talking about these short games. Yeah, could have easily. I mean, I I could talk about most of these games for a while, yeah. except for maybe uh, Abzu. Yeah, all I have to say about Abzu is it's kind of like Journey. It's not as good, but you're underwater and it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's worth playing. Check it out. Check out yeah. any of these games. I think I think y'all <laughs> would like all these games we mentioned. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put a list of yeah. them in the description. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you my list and then you can uh, add it to yours and we'll put it in there. Perfect. So, uh, Edward, where can they find you? You can find me at radicaledward.substack.com. And I am on the site formerly known as Twitter at Joe M. Owens. Uh, thanks for tuning in again and we will see you in two weeks.